We are your evening explorationists. Allow me to show you something. Welcome to an episode where two average and definitely unqualified college students analyze and reflect on lessons in literature and relate them to past, present, and future experiences. And for more cool shit, head up our website listed in the description for more episodes, merch, and well, even more cool shit. Hey guys, it's Nate. And what's up, it's Cody, and we are two college students very excited to dive deep into these podcasts, and we hope you enjoy. Yes, we are, and for today's episode, we'll be ending the four-part series, and we'll be talking about relinquishing anger in relation to Marcus and Cassius and their relationship. So the story goes, uh, Marcus had conquered lots of land as Roman Empire, and his second-hand man was Cassius. He was a dominant figure, he ruled with... Um, an authoritarian style of leadership where his way or the highway, you know, he, he tortured and broke the hips and bones of traitors. He was just a brute when it came to leading. And it was really interesting. Marcus was able to rule with his stoicism and forgivefulness and still had all of these loyal troops. And so did Cassius. Cassius grew so much in power that he became the second most powerful man in the world, since Rome at this time was the most powerful empire in the world, um, spreading all over Europe and into parts of Asia and some of Africa. And there began an Egyptian rebellion against the high taxes and the tyranny, they called it, against um, their, their native nation. And among those North African countries and... Um, some of the Middle Eastern countries, they began to rebel against um, this said Roman Empire. And Cassius, this is the clash of the fates. This is like a Star Wars story. It just falls, everything falls in line. Cassius has grown so rageous with, with power that he just wants to break away. He wants to, this power for himself. And him being the second most powerful man in the world, he chooses to go join that rebellion. He then sides with the rebellion of the Egypt, Egyptians, Saudi Arabians, and Marcus doesn't know. He doesn't even tell him. So he just leaves. He sends a messenger when he gets there. That's 10 days or so later, and Marcus finally hears about this. And I'll get into what happens after that, but that is the story. You have Cassius, second most powerful man in the world, against Marcus, the most powerful man in the world. So let's... Take a step back. Let's talk about Apollo's nine muses. And there's actually ten, which the Stoics added to. Um, and I'm not going to list all of them because, you know, there's ten for the sake of time. But ultimately, it's about understanding yourself and other people before reacting to anger or a situation that you might not know. So you have to ask yourself, what are the other people's guiding prim- principles what are your guiding principles and will my reaction contribute to the either one? And will this, you know, affect me in however long? Is it that much of a topic to get, um, to get worried about? And Stoic, the Stoics see anger as stemming from the idea that injustice has been committed or someone has done something they shouldn't have, uh, they shouldn't have done. And Antonius, he was Marcus's adoptive father and so Marcus was able to be trained in this at a young age because he was never tempered or rude. And I think that shows today. Um, 
because he does say we should not meet disagreeable people and enemies with anger, but treat this as an opportunity to exercise our own wisdom and virtue. Yeah, and I think uh, you bring up a couple really good points. Um, and I think relating this to modern day um, opportunities and practices, uh, like practicing patience, learning to understand, and the message that we've all heard a million times of walk a mile in their shoes, where we um, practice empathy. And this empathy lesson and how it relates to stoicism is kind of similar to the question that I asked you in one of our first episodes, where right. how how does empathy really relate to stoicism? And uh, from learning and reading this book, it, it comes down to these lessons where you learn to understand alongside. So they're kind of, they coexist together. They don't clash with each other. You move as a, a stoic, but as a stoic person, you are empathetic to other people and which creates that perfect balance inside of you. That's true. And it's the judgments about the anger too that cause a reaction. It's mm -hmm. not really necessary about you may understand someone, but still be completely upset over the judgment about the anger rather than the actual reason. And knowing it'll pass is part of the stoic, um, stoic philosophy. So the ending to this glorious tale is bewildering. Um, Marcus actually went in front of the entire Senate, in front of the entire Rome, and basically, basically said, Cassius, I forgive you. And that's crazy because he is the second most powerful man in the world. And the first most powerful man in the world is reacting to that by saying, okay, I get it. That just bewilders me. He, you know, he meditated on it for a while. He heard all these inputs and just tuned them out and chose his virtuous decision. He chose his voluntary action to this external and internal confrontation to therefore make a decision completely out of good virtue. And it's really, really interesting because he even said, if Cassius would have came and talked to him beforehand, before his uprising or rebellion, he would have stepped aside and let him be emperor. That's how forgiving he was. Right. And it's so it's so funny because in today's today's world, I think forgiving is almost forgotten about mm -hmm. where uh, people don't they hold grudges, they hold hate, and they uh, have too much pride in healing relationships that should be there. And this pride that I'm talking about in, in this context is um, the inability to hurt one's reputation or image. And uh, so sometimes as human beings, uh, we must swallow our pride and take the high road. Even if we disagree with someone, it is a sign of growing and maturing. Uh, to be quite honest with you, where we uh, have that pride. And so here's a, a quote that I found in the book. Um, it says, To be angry is not manly, but rather a mild and gentle disposition is more manly because it is more human. And Marcus said that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great context um, in terms of this relationship where he really did swallow his pride and he just said, okay, go ahead. But ultimately he still marched his unwavering loyal troops, all the rebellion just gave up. They said, this isn't worth it because Marcus sent this, these legions of loyal troops against, you know, these, at this time, not very wealthy nations that were rebelling and some of his previous troops that went along with Cassius. 
their entire rebellion, including the troops, was only a third of the size of the legion that Marcus sent. They all just gave up. That's why. Because they heard Marcus Aurelius, the most powerful man in the world, said, I'm going to come for you. And what's, what's really interesting about that is because although he moves to counterattack, although he moves to, to basically go ahead and say, I'm going to war with you, he's doing it in good virtue. And Stoicism says that if the decision to do something is made with much thought and in a virtuous nature, despite the outcome, then it is ultimately and therefore a righteous decision. So Nate, in a world where we are so polarized on every level of opinion that you see in, say, politics, favorite food, restaurant, phones, uh, music, whatever it might be, um, and anger is a common theme, how can we deal with people that might not agree with us? It's a great question. Um, always I would ask, what would Marcus do? You know, do you understand the situation, the reason for the anger? Do you understand the person? Can you come to terms with yourself that this is how you're going to react if you saw it from a third perspective? Again, cognitive distancing. Would you be proud of that response? Is that righteous? And you need to ask yourself, is this reaction going to affect me in the future? Is this is this even situation going to affect me um, in the future? Why be able to overcome? And typically, the reaction is, you know, the situation is not that big to get upset over. And it might be because you're not understanding yourself or whatever it is, but you need to contemplate all. I think it's important that you contemplate every single one of these um, before reacting and to see what happens, even if it means you taking a step out of the room, you ending the call, whatever it is, as long as you take a break from the conversation, meditate on the uncertainty of the outcomes. And a quote that the Stoics live by is no man does wrong knowingly. So you need to forgive when people make mistakes, if they get angry, but also understand for yourself that you also make mistakes. And I love, I love these stories between Marcus and, you know, these people who are nearly the opposite of him. You have Lucius, which is about pleasure and those materialistic happiness crap and Cassius and anger and power. And he always somehow becomes a hero because he's living in this virtuous this virtuous world because it shows his stoicism and how to live this righteous and accepting life that everyone is out of your control. And this book is just a great example of how to live your life. But I also want to get your thoughts, Cody. Did, did you have any examples? Yeah. So a while ago, um, we, I had a friend who we had, we were hanging out and we had a miscommunication and it, it ended up ending the friendship and we haven't uh, seen him for a while, haven't hung out, haven't really talked to him. And it really, it came down to that miscommunication piece. And whenever we did get to talk to him, he was, he was still angry. He was still mad. And I was willing to sit down and have that conversation with him. And it's still just the community or the, the understanding is not there where I don't understand his point of view, he doesn't understand mine, and even if we do understand or come to an understanding, nothing has changed. So this system isn't perfect. It's as simple as that. Life life isn't going to be perfect. Life is going to throw you a couple sticks down the river of stoicism, and you're going to have to learn how to deal with those. 
And with this uh, river analogy, life is going to continue to flow. People are going to come into your life that are going to be angry. There's going to be people in your life that you're going to be angry at. But the it, it honestly all comes down to how you utilize those sticks that you find in the river, those experiences from that anger of people to either build you a bigger boat or build that dam that's going to slow your life down. And so... All in all, we're not saying that you cannot get angry because it is in human nature as an involuntary response that if something does happen the way you don't want it to, your feelings in essence flare up about it. And so you get you get mad right away. So if I say something to you or something happens in your life, it's an immediate, oh my gosh, you serious? Like something goes on in your head, it flares up. Now, if you are unable to forgive whoever or whatever, whatever has happened, think about it, empathize with it, and move on with your life. This is the crucial message in Stoicism. This is the key takeaway where it comes down to your voluntary response to external situations and how you go about your life and those uh, sticks that are thrown in the river at you, how you utilize those things to better yourself. And so, In all honesty, there's no sense in pondering the past. Simply recognize and move on. What would Marcus do? I'm going to end with a quote from Marcus Aurelius on his deathbed. He said, The duration of a man's life is merely a small point in time. The substance of it ever flowing away, the sense of obscure, and the whole composition of the body tending to decay. Our reputation after life is nothing but oblivion. What is it then that will guide a man? One thing alone, philosophy, the love of wisdom. And philosophy consists in this, for a man to preserve that inner genius or divine spark within him from violence and injuries, and above all, from harmful pains and pleasures. And if the elements themselves suffer nothing by this, then the perpetual conversion of one into another, that dissolution and alteration, which is so common to them all, why should it be feared by any man? Nothing that is according to nature can be evil. That's it for this episode. Check out our website for more cool shit. And check out How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, The Stoic Philosophy of Marcus Aurelius by Donald Robertson to learn your own lessons from the book. That's all from your evening explorationists.